Now I am. I am. I am. I am. Yo soy Doyla Guyao. Welcome back to the I Am Mount Mary podcast. I'm Ted Ishler. Today we're talking to a Mount Mary alum who's taken her fashion training and really started to make a name for herself. Sasha Walton created a line of plus-size clothing and has shown her designs in Paris, London, and soon here at Mount Mary. Sasha, welcome. Hello. Great to have you here. Really appreciate you you being here. I want to talk about what you're currently doing, but I also want to go back in your history a little bit too. So when did your interest in fashion begin? It was when I was a child, actually. Um, around the age of seven, I wanted to do modeling. And then when you grow and you start to see really what they want and what is required, a lot of the times that you see, oh, okay, they're not trying to make that space for us. But I loved fashion and clothes. And it also stemmed from my mother and grandmother. So a lot of that just came from me really loving the glitz and the glam and just the clothing in general, the fabrics, the beading. That was, I guess, really my start, I would say. So I always enjoyed it. No matter what. And I had read that you taught yourself to sew. Is that right? Yeah, I did at first. I was in high school and um, I went into my, you know, like they say, like the home ec classes or whatever they call now. And um, my teacher recommended this school because I was going to, you know, apply for stuff out of state and all of that. But I just said, you know what? No, I'm going to apply here. And I applied and got into for the fashion apparel product development so when you first came to Mount Mary, you're there, you're just sort of inundated with all of this stuff, not having worked too much in fashion before that. But what was it like when you first got here to Mount Mary? You know, it was different because we started out doing the pattern making. I am more of a, if I started out in draping, I probably would have understood it a little bit more and switched it and did the pattern making or had it just kind of flow into each other. So it was different to for me to put the technical brain to work first, more than looking at it visually. So I found it interesting on how we made patterns and, and how important they were. So it was difficult at some points because I was just like, man, you know, it's like I wanted to see the the visual first. But I, I'm glad I learned both sides because then I was starting out sewing at like maybe like 16 or so. So then we did have, you know, like those the I think we made them out of the wax paper that you use in the kitchen for a pattern. So that was something that we did. But then getting here, it was it was much more tougher. With, but I appreciated it so much more later on. When you got here, you sort of realized, oh, there's a lot more to it than maybe just like, oh, I want to make this beautiful dress. But there's a, a little bit of math behind it and all of that as well, right? Yeah. And I enjoy that. I very much appreciate that so much. So then I was like, wow, you know, by the time I came back the next semester, I had a whole new class. because I think everybody <laughs> was like thinking, oh, I'm just going to like throw this on here and it was just going to be amazing. Like, no, there's a lot of things that you have to detail and fine tune and and look at it and fit so those things were you know they taught us attention to detail and how to train your eye when it comes to measurements and patterns and eyeball of how do you really think it's gonna look and you know kind of judge it from there too so I've, I've learned that as time goes on so what was it about mount mary's fashion program you think that really helped you then go on and take those next steps i love that we had the hands-on experience one-on-one time from our teachers as well at that time and for us to really slow down and analyze what we're doing, what we're not doing. So those were very appreciative times 
that I see now. Like, I'm just like, great. I don't have to just be sitting there, you know, like trying to, you know, like figure it out on my own. And a lot of times I had to. There was a lot of times I had to because then I was, you know, really just doing more of like the plus. And when you are pattern making and doing things for plus size, there's a lot more that you have to do more than standard size. So then um, I had a teacher my next semester that was Mary. And she really made my brain click to understand how pattern making and fabric really works and how it falls on the body. So that was like a light bulb moment. So I was happy about that. So I, I started really to understand how important it was. And then one of the big moments, I would assume that um, you sort of took it on an international scale. You were able to go study in Paris a bit as well. Is that right? Yeah, I saved all of my money. I mean, every shred, dollar, dime I could have and sold a lot of my, you know, like my old stuff that I had and because I really wanted to go. I've always wanted to go to Paris like many other people. But to study abroad there for a month was that, that was one of the most fun experiences because I went there to be a sponge, to soak it up. And I wanted to see the different monuments and really how they appreciated and created fashion. That was important to me. So I worked third shift my second semester and I went um, no, yeah, then my second semester or my third, it was one of those. It's all a blur at that point. Because <laughs> I was just trying to make sure that I got those classes out of the way, make sure my stuff was paid. So, you know, I saved up everything and was like, you know what? I got a school bill to pay when I get back, but I am going on this trip. So it was it was a lot of money, but I and I was working third shift, too. So that was my first job ever to work at Kmart on the third shift to save up all of my my coins for it. Mm-hmm. And it was well worth it, I would assume. It was so worth it. It was beautiful. And um, just to have fun, we went to class early in the mornings. And then after that, we were free to do what we wanted. So we were right down the street from Paris American Academy. That's where we went. And it was beautiful to learn all those details and techniques and to really understand that like detail and creation is beautiful. Take your time with it. I enjoyed that so much. And if you look at like a lot of the art around, like when we went to Versailles and uh, that was so pretty, I was excited about going there. Cause when you looked at all the beautiful embroideries on the, you know, the decorative pillows and stuff like that stuff was like, all of this is designed, you know, by hand stuff like that. So do you feel that really influenced your design going forward? Yeah. Yeah, it did. So then after you you get back to Mount Mary, you graduate, then how do you make that leap to creating your own line? What was the next step there? So during my time at Mount Mary, I had, I don't even really think I had a sewing machine at home. It was probably, I probably did, but we couldn't just do, take our work home and do it. We had to really show our progression while we were there. And, you know, I would, you know, keep my stuff there at school if I stayed late. But getting out of there, I had to have a machine that was like $80 and I was sewing on my nightstand. <laughs> so then I would also lay a towel on my nightstand and, and um, iron my interfacings on or do my little patterns. So I started out with an $80 sewing machine that was on my little crappy nightstand. It was not pretty <laughs> at all. So I started from there and really started to invest in my machines later on and, and fabrics and collect that. So it it was it was definitely rougher. What <laughs> it was. It it's it was a lot of time and, and, and money that I had to really invest into making sure I build 
but you had the, the belief and the faith yeah. and confidence, I guess, that you got from your schooling here yes. that you could make this happen. So then how, what was your first break then? I would say my very first was when I started to build one of my very first collections. It was like blue, black, and just simple. And I want, and it was like, I didn't have enough materials. I'm going to be raw about that. There was, I didn't have a lot of materials still, um, a lot of, cause that stuff costs. So when I had my first showcasing at downtown and it was at the art museum and that's when, um, fashion fair had their exhibit there. So I was really excited. And um, just to say hello to Florida Perry, I love her so much. She um, talked to me about actually doing a showcasing there. And Mount Mary was going to be there. So I didn't see anybody from Mount Mary there. But I was kind of still fresh out of college, maybe like a year or so, I think, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you, you took it in the direction of plus size fashion. Is it more difficult to get things produced in that line to get recognized in the plus size world as opposed to just the regular fashion world? It can be, yes, because a lot of times we're very looked over. We don't have a lot of variety all the time. And just looking at the plus industry still, even just back then, it was very, very little. And it was so much to try to search and comb through back then to look at the inspirations. Um, but I had two designers that I looked to was was Chabari and um, Crystal Frazier. Those were the only two that I really could see. And then I would look at the the other, you know, like the other big dogs of fashion and see their designs and then put it on plus. So it was it, it can be really hard to actually say, hey, I want this produced because, then it, you know, it costs more. You have a lot more stuff to think about when it comes to patterning and the body. But I feel like most of the time now, I just kind of feel like, hey, I could produce it on my own. So sometimes I don't think about that. I'm just like, you know what? I could do it myself. I could figure it out this way. Because a lot of times you think that, okay, maybe they'll do it since they are in the, the plus industry and they'll understand and they'll help. And it's kind of like, not really. So, you know. <laughs> You're still on your own in that <laughs> yeah, way. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it. You, I'd, I'd rather showcase my own art in my own way. I feel like that's why making my path is so important because then I can do it my way and I can put it out there how I feel like it needs to be seen. And do you feel like creating these plus size uh, creations are really maybe empowering to people as well? That it's not you know your you're creating some beautiful fashions for uh, all all body types. Yes, um, because we really need to see that. It's a. It, I want it to be reality. I don't want it to just be something as you feel you can obtain. Of course, if we wear our foundations and all those things to you know smooth us out a little bit, but still, I feel like that is important of part of you know building a beautiful garment. I'd I'd rather for me to just kind of. Um, build in that way for of what I felt back then when I didn't have clothes that was my size when I didn't have clothes that just didn't look right I'd put myself into those other women's minds too because then I know some of them are thinking the same thing or something different when you meet some of the people that wear your fashions have they talked to you about these kinds of things yes all the time. And I used to also work at Torrid and, you know, I get some of the same issues. Like I don't like my arms or I don't like my legs or every season. I was only there for about two years. And then every season 
it was like the same shirt or the same dress that didn't have and everything was a lot of times it was umpire like why did y'all create umpire waste like that's not I, I didn't get that so it, it would really bother me at that time too because I'm like we're not paying attention to what these women are asking for we're not paying attention you can you can have your own likes of stuff and uh, have a trend but please pay attention to also what your customer truly does need too and maybe when you're designing this you get more of a, a loyal following because of all the things you've just talked about yeah I, I feel like I'd rather have an authentic following and for them to truly see like this is what I truly think when we are talking about plus size fashion, because a lot of people today, they don't understand really what it takes to build a lot of the garments that we do. And the reason why we say, hey, wear your undergarments this way or wear it this way. It, it, we want to give you the directions to make it easier. A lot of the time I feel brands just want to throw something at plus to say, hey, we are listening, but they're really not. And your clothes have gotten a lot of publicity and been shown all over the world. Talk a little bit about some of the places that you've shown your line. My first time was in London and that was a small showcasing. That was very different because um, that was my first time going back overseas to showcase anything. So that was amazing. And it was just, it was a very surreal moment. Like, I can't believe I'm coming back here. It was a fall collection, simple, but I was greatly appreciated. I, I you know, like people were actually excited to see Plus. So next was actually going to Paris for 2020. That had to be something to be going back there yeah. as a designer rather than a student. Yeah, that was the I would probably say that was one of my most favorite moments ever in my entire career because I was there to observe and I was then going back to present. So that was I, I would say that was a roller coaster time, too, because it was so much you had to, like, make sure that you had the right models. And they wanted to make sure that they accepted the right models, too. Then and I was saying, well, you know, you have that battle sometimes where they a lot of the times I think they really question plus size. And they're saying, do you know who you're putting in? Or do, it's like, I know what I'm talking about. Like, I know what I'm doing. But I felt as they seen as time went on, I, I've proved to them that. I have an eye. I know what I'm talking about. Like, they're going to look great. They're not going to be looking frumpy and crazy. They're going to look amazing. The reactions that I seen, people were crying because I walked out crying because it was so stressful. I walked out and I'm like, I don't like crying. But <laughs> I was walking out and, you know, I patted myself on the back and people were like, just you could feel, I could still feel it now. Like, you felt the emotion as my collection was ending, like you felt the emotion, like people were, I think, just really stunned to see like, wow, you know, that was something to see. Because I feel like when you're in Paris, they've seen everything, but I wanted to show you what it looks like on us. So I wasn't trying to do all this huge extravagant stuff. Like, no, I wanted to make sure that you seen the reality of a plus size woman's body in a beautiful gown, not just jeans and t-shirt. So Paris was, I will always be a staple moment. And then we went to Milan and that was 2022. And that was Flourish Fantasies. And I, that's when I also created my makeup 
palette for that. So I had our our eyes with the same as our dresses. And it was about Disney princesses of all shapes and sizes <laughs> and different skin tones and stuff. So that was, it was a beautiful thing too. And a lady said, I saw three people crying. So I'm like, great, if I can keep that crying effect, that'll be great. <laughs> like, you know, like bring out the emotion because That's I right. wanted you to see this is this is really what they're saying, you know, like as they present us on the runway, you know, with just the same tall and, and thin, I just was like, you know, like they're telling us we can't reach that fantasy. So I wanted to show you what my fantasy was, my flourish. I wanted you to see my line flourish into this fantasy that you felt you weren't going to see, but you do. Yeah. And then you also designed a dress for the Oscars. Is that right? Yeah. They have. Okay. That was last year. And that was so surreal. And I actually went there with my journalist. I wasn't on the carpet, but they leave these little peepholes for you to see when you're there. And of course, they do it on purpose. So you can kind of glance in and then you see the little gold man and all that. And that was fun to look at. But when she sent the pictures, I was like, I was almost really crying because that was like, I can't believe that. Like, you know, and she got a lot of compliments. So who wore your dress? Her name is Nicoletta Morales. She is a journalist. She's a fabulous journalist. So she got definitely compliments. I said, here, take my tripod and take this to do this. So then, you know, I also did her hair and makeup. And I was like, no, this is my ensemble. I want everything to be from me. That's terrific. Do you feel like maybe you're an inspiration going back to your Mount Mary days now to current students that know that somebody can do all the things that you've done in such a short amount of time as well. You know, I believe so. You think that's a short time? I like, think it could, so. It could be. It, what, it started in what, 2008? <laughs> is that right? Yeah. You know, hey, I, that that could, that definitely is. That I would say that's kind of a short time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really, it's it's relatively yeah. short. Yeah. When you're, when you're just like frustrated, you're like, this is taking so long, but you know, it's, it, it's not going to work out exactly how you want it to all the time, but it, it will come on time. And, it, you know, you're going to really reap the benefits of what you sow, you know, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. And you you have a show coming up here at Mount Mary, correct? I do. I do. I'm putting some of my recent collections that I just did in um, London again for the second time, but this was much, uh, much bigger. So that was for African Fashion Week in London that I just did. So you'll see that collection, some newer collections, some of the ones that I've did from Paris and Milan, and then just some some nice fresh ones that for you to see. So I'm excited. It's February 24th. And anyone can come. Anyone. Right? Yes. And and wear black and gold. It's a celebration. It's a black and gold celebration. So, you know, I want us to be in a unison. So whether you're just wearing black or just gold or both, I mean, hey, that's, that's I, you know, a lot of times we don't have like fun events to dress up for anymore. So it's, I mean, it's a fashion show. You should want to dress up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, Sasha, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. I think it's very insightful and very interesting in how you've gone from just learning to sew as, as a little kid to Paris and all the other places to the red carpet. It's, it's just a, an amazing progression and can't wait to see what else happens in your career. Thank you so much. This was very enlightening. <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Okay.